Hey there, you truth seekers, freedom fighters, defenders of liberty, deplorables, lizard people, insurrectionists, and ultra-maga extremists. I'm your host, Becca Marie, and you are listening to Freedom Speak. We are undoctrinated, unvaccinated, unrestrained, unashamed, unrelenting, unapologetic, and unafraid on Conservative Talk, ABQ, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, AM 700, and listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. You can check out my website at freedomspeaknm.com where you can listen to playbacks of any of my previous shows and check out all the resources I have posted on there. You can also check out the podcast at SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple iTunes. And by the way, I am now on Truth Social as well. I just set that up just a couple of days ago, so I don't have any posts on there or anything. But if you want to interact with me, you can do that too. Just look for Becca Marie on Truth Social. If you want to send me an email questions, comments, you want to get advertising on this station, you can email me at Becca, B-E-C-C-A, at freedomspeaknm.com. So i got a lot of great uh, topics to talk about today. i got Derek Scott with me again today, and uh, I think it's going to be a really good conversation. So I've been thinking a lot about how people have been over, especially over the past couple, three years, and I, this has been going on throughout history, is people using the excuse that, well, I was only doing my job. I was only following orders. That term is also referred to as the Nuremberg defense. That's what I read. Now, it didn't work so good for the Nuremberg people in the Nuremberg trial because ultimately every individual, whether you like it or not, you are personally responsible for your own actions, both morally and legally. So during the Nuremberg trials, Nazi doctors, nurses, and military leaders used that defense for murdering millions of Jews, gypsies, and homosexuals. But you guys didn't know the homosexual part because the left is constantly always uh, talking about how they support the gay community and yet they support socialist policies. Ultimately, most of them got executed for war crimes. And they deserved it. I was just following orders is the excuse used by everyone who has found themselves on the wrong side of history, who has called into account for their actions as an order taker. How is it possible that everyone from corrupt mayors to murderous tyrants have been able to get so many people to obey them and march in lockstep? When you take into account there are people who are willing to defend them, it's easy to understand how these servants of the state are allowed to get away with everything from ticketing people for nonviolent crimes to the worst atrocities one could ever imagine. When you have cheerleaders, as athletes do, you're often looked at as a hero. Why else would other people be championing you and your profession? From the day they're born, the overwhelming majority of people are raised in environments that teach them to obey authority and never question it. I know when I was a little kid, you were taught that, you know, you, you, you respect police officers, adults, people in charge of things, and for good reason. I mean, it, it teaches you lessons that when you grow up, you go into the workforce, and ultimately, you are always... Um, subordinate to someone for something. You get a job, you got a boss. Even if you're the boss, you've got another boss above you in the corporate level or whatever. 
ultimately you need to be not only a good leader, but you also need to be a good team player and a good follower to a certain certain point. Unfortunately, the left has taken advantage of that. So I want to talk about a topic about nationalism. Now, Albert Einstein, which he, he, he spoke before the rise of Hitler, was nationalism is an infantile disease. It is the measles of mankind that makes sense, especially when you consider that people who are unquestioning nationalists are generally taught it from a young age. Nationalism doesn't have to be a negative. To the contrary, many people who identify as such can articulate the difference between having an affection for the people and the society into which they were born or chose and their radical distrust of the government they live under. But those who can't or won't separate the state from their neighbor have been shown in history to be the ones who either become the order follower or blindly worship and make excuses for them. Our current corrupt regime, which is running this country into the ground, has labeled MAGA Republicans as extremist, insurrectionist, and enemies of the state because we question their unconstitutional, unlawful orders. MAGA has been made into a dirty word. By the way, MAGA, in case you do not know, stands for Make America Great Again. How could anybody be opposed to that? The mindless followers of the leftist socialist movement actually believe that things are better since Joe Biden started occupying the White House. I, I, I don't even understand this. Um, it, it defies logic. You look back at the way things were before Joe Biden, everything was better. The economy was better. We had, there wasn't all this trampling on constitutional rights. I know the left constantly was calling Donald Trump a fascist, but it's like, I always asked him, it's like, can you please give me one example of him being a fascist? And all I get are crickets. They've simply been brainwashed into believing that's what was going on without even question there again not questioning anything we're speaking out against their violations of our freedom and liberty which is protected by the u.s constitution we are patriots standing up for the united states of america the home we love not the tyrannical government currently destroying it the extreme leftists controlling this country and our state of New Mexico have convinced their adoring, unquestioning followers that MAGA Republicans, which, by the way, is nearly the entire Republican Party, are the enemy. Many of these mindless followers completely believe, without question, every lie they have ever been told, regardless of the facts that have emerged recently. The facts keep piling up, and yet the facts don't matter. Many of these followers literally hate us, and they don't even know why. Early in the Brandon administration, there was this push to defund the police. We don't hear anything about that anymore, because now the law enforcement community has been turned against their political opponents. Now we have an FBI that has become the political enforcement arm of the Democrat Party, essentially Joe Biden's privately run SS. The FBI is investigating political rivals. 
raiding their homes and offices, intimidating political enemies in public, and confiscating their cell phones. Private information obtained is often leaked to the public through a corrupt, state-run media to destroy reputations. Private communications, which are supposed to be protected by the First Amendment, are used to bring criminal charges against them. Soon, we'll have an additional 87,000 armed IRS agents at the disposal of this corrupt regime to look for tax crimes and to raid our bank accounts. From a young age, many parents would teach their kids that law enforcement are the good guys, and if they ask you a question, you better answer and be respectful. You can be respectful and still understand the nature of the job of the police in this country. They are evidence gatherers. That is, their main task since they rarely show up in time to stop a crime. They have rightfully been referred to as historians. If a statute has been broken, it is their job to figure out who did it, and they do this by detaining and arresting people and asking them questions. It seems obvious to me that the FBI has become corrupt. In many cases, the state police simply follows the orders of the state government. I believe it's just a matter of time before the IRS will also start a political attack, start to attack political enemies, and the Lois Lerner scandal will pale in comparison to the level of tyranny we will see from the new, supersized, politicized, armed IRS. The FBI and state police will enforce the orders and mandates handed down by a corrupt government. When questions about the constitutionality of what they are doing, what is their excuse? It's just part of the job, and we are just following orders. We're just doing our jobs. Our hope is in our local sheriffs, which are elected by the people of their communities. They have the power to protect us from tyranny if they are brave enough to stand up and do their jobs. Like how the left has redefined so many words, they have also tried to redefine the meaning of the word patriotism. A great definition of the word patriotism I found was love of one's country, the passion which moves a person to serve his country, either in defending it from invasion or in protecting its rights and maintaining its laws and institutions. From my personal experience, this perfectly describes the MAGA Republican, which I also identify as proudly. It has nothing to do with Trump. It is about love of our country and what it stands for not supporting the government, no matter what the government says. The leftist, socialist, communists trying to transform our country into a fascist state have made their followers believe that patriotism means obeying your government without question. If you question the government and try to stand up for things like freedom, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, you are labeled a radical enemy of the state that deserves to be investigated and jailed. We patriots have been labeled as insurrectionists, domestic terrorists, and enemies of the state. The left has even tried to demonize the founding fathers that stood up against a tyrannical regime in England and fought for our independence. I'm sure many at the time saw them as insurrectionists as well, and that is exactly what they were. When fighting back against tyranny, sometimes an insurrection is what is needed. It doesn't have to involve violence and, and guns and 
things like that. It can involve things like refusing to comply, civil disobedience, peaceful noncompliance. Our Constitution has provisions for dissolving a corrupt government because the framers understood how governments can become evil over time. As was stated at the start, order followers have found themselves on the wrong side of history when it comes to decency, not to mention liberty. Their defenders are vocal and can rarely be reasoned with. They see people in these positions as heroes and will make any excuse for actions that could be stood right next to the worst atrocities committed by Pol Pot. As we progress into a future where it is clear that the overwhelming majority of people intend to grow the size and scope of government, those who value individual liberty and justice may have to decide whether they will stick it out and attempt to change this culture or look for alternate solutions lest they wake up in a state in which their every deed and word is under purview of the unthinking automation. So anyway, I've got Derek Scott with me here today. Hello. Hey, Derek. How's hey, it going how are you today? doing? It's going okay. Good. I was having a little bit of writer's block, actually, this week. I've, I've been working really hard and working some really strange hours. I, I, you know, my other work I do outside this, I sometimes work nighttime jobs and then followed by a daytime job, and it's like, oh, I messed up my whole sleep schedule. No, well, I understand that. <laughs> and it's like I was racking my brains, like, oh, what am I going to write about this week? And it's like, and then that came to mind. Yeah, because right at the last minute. Because of what you said with with, uh, well, just I mean, just everything in general. I mean, it's more than just Coy Griffin. And what you were telling me about Coy Griffin, it's just everything we see in general uh, with Mike Lindell, like you were telling me. And like you mentioned, is Mike Lindell, he's, you, you can't, <laughs> as a law enforcement officer and somebody who still works in it, you know, as a, more as a contractor now, mm-hmm. but you cannot just go up and say, oh, I want a warrant for something. I mean, you know, first you got a question, why is the judges signing the warrant for the taking of this phone? But the way Mike, you know, puts it out there, I'll tell you, I don't think there was a warrant. I think because they caught him at a Hardee's, right? Yeah. Which is even Literally, weirder. Literally, he's in the drive-thru. He's in the drive-thru. In the drive-thru. I mean, you're in the drive-thru. You're trapped in between a couple right. of cars. And they, co- and they come up to your car while you're yeah. sitting in the drive-thru. Guns drawn, probably. Guns drawn, probably. And they're demanding your cell phone. Yeah. It's like... Would you... Uh, at that moment, would you give it up? Or would you fight? I mean, it's... Uh, I would say, hey, listen, it, I talked to my lawyer. Sorry. Yeah, well, that's the way I, Well, and he maybe he did. But in the drive-thru. And the, in I the mean, drive-thru. they made it as inconvenient it, as yep. possible. Oh, yeah. They waited for that moment. Of course they did. It was completely intentional. It was completely intentional. And don't get me wrong, I've done something similar, but with a with a really good legal reason. Yeah. Uh, not just, oh, I want your phone so I can destroy your reputation. Um, it's because people were doing very bad things, and we were looking for the best place to grab them, right? Because yeah. And, uh, like, way back in the day when I was in Colorado and I used to do bail bonds enforcement, Right. This is before I became a cop um, and work for, well, deputy cop. I've kind of done it all. But when we were doing bail laws enforcement, you know, yeah, we usually caught them going to Walmart. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? You know, I think that would be a fun job catching these uh, these uh, uh, what bail bail oh, yeah. skippers or whatever oh. you call them. It's a lot of boredom. Yeah, I, because I, it's a I, lot I've, of boredom. I've heard some interesting stories oh, that bet. some strategies these people use, where what they'll do is they'll call the person and let them believe that they've won like the publisher's clearinghouse <laughs> yeah. or something like that, and we're going to send a limo to your house to pick you up. And they do. And they do. Yeah. And they'll send it out. And they, and they yeah. wow, okay, cool. And they yeah. get the limo, and the limo drives them straight to the police straight station. Straight to the police station, <laughs> and they arrest them right there. Yeah, I've seen that. It's, it's funny. Like, with us, it's just a lot of work of just doing, you know, backgrounding. Then we would do skip tracing. Then we would skip trace other people to see if they're spending money more than usual. Um, well, whatever was within public information. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we would talk to people and say, Hey, have you seen them? Do you know? I mean, and when you get a bail bond, right? Well, not like it's in this state anymore, but when you, right. They got rid of that. Yeah. They they? got rid of it. Yeah. You know, there's one bail bonds guy. I know downtown near the courthouse, there used to be all these bail bonds places and those are all gone. They're all gone. All of them. So there's one guy who's still holding on and, uh, Jeff is the first name, I think. But um, sorry, dude, if if you're listening, I got it wrong. Forgive me. But um, I have your card at home, and I'll have to go. Like, I can't run and get it now. But Maybe um, we should have him on the show sometime. You should. He might be I'll, an I'll get it guest. for you. You know him? Yeah, I have his card and everything. Okay. Yeah, yeah let's let's talk to him. Let's I met him like at a on. little shindig for, you know, this, uh, oh, what is it, end of August. Yeah. And they were, he uses parking lot for this little shindig okay. for, you know, showing off uh, people that are running and all that stuff. I'm serious. Was, Let's was bring really him good. on. He's, I bet he's going to be an interesting guy He'd to talk to. He'd be a great guy to talk to. Yeah. But anyways, so he, so in bail bonds, you get all this information. And then you can take that information of family members. Because you're, you're, you ask them, I want to know your family members. I want to know your extended family members. Because guess what? Most of the time, they hide out with their family members. Yeah. Most of the time. And so, especially if they're skipping a bond or if they're skipping a warrant, because sometimes there's a warrant attached to these people, too. And and not just the warrant because they skipped out on court, but there's other warrants probably for their arrest. Mm-hmm. It's, it was typical. And so, yeah, we would have to go out and find them, and we'd start talking to the family members and friends, and they, they would lead us to friends, and they would be dead-end leads or whatever. And then sometimes we'd go to certain houses that we felt, you know, after having an interview, we were like, mm, this person seems like they're lying. So we'd sit there all night, sometimes for 12, 15 hours, just waiting. <laughs> so like that's what I mean by it could be fun, but really boring. Yeah. Because you're waiting for the guy to hopefully show and then if that lead does, dries up, you go to the next, and you know it's just it's it's a never ending slug. It you know on the show what is it dog right dog the bounty dog hunter, the bounty yeah. hunter yeah he made it look so much fun yeah he made it look so much fun but you know how much I always wonder every time I would sit and watch it because my wife would watch it sometimes I would always sit there and tell her how much are they cutting out of them sitting and eating. Oh, well, you know I, mean, what I, mean? <laughs> what, I mean, how long to show? What, 30 minutes an yeah, hour? Yeah, like 30 is it? minutes an hour. It's like something 45 like, minutes, I think. Yeah, something like that. So, yeah, they got they obviously got to. They got to cut out the boring stuff. Right. And condense it all into, you know, a whole story within 45 minutes. So, yeah, they're, you, you know, the FBI used the same tactics on Mike Willendell, right? Is you, you, It's always best to kind of get them at the local stores, the local shops. Why is that? 
it's 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 somewhat psychological because you're it's almost like it's a bigger invasion of privacy. See, if you're on your property, you could be like, get off my property. Yeah. And if you don't, you can call the local authorities and they can escort the FBI off your property. Okay. And and people don't understand that because they don't understand the FBI is is if you look at the charter of how the FBI is chartered. See, the FBI was chartered to be nonpartisan. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how does it make it nonpartisan? Well, directors are not put into positions from a political stance. So in the FBI, it's usually got to be somebody from the bottom up. Okay. So somebody's worked them way up to like assistant, you know, director, like in the X-Files, assistant director Skinner. Right. Right. right? So like if I was president, I would be like, Skinner, you're up. Okay. And we put him in the directorship and, you know, swear him in, all that stuff. Well, and so that's, kind of the way it works with the FBI and the FBI tries to hire internally and externally, bring them in, put them through their Academy at Quantico and move their way up. I got a question for you that just popped into my mind. Yeah. You hear some of them say that they are special agents. Okay. Okay. So that's a ranking system. Okay. So is there, so is there like a regular agent? Yes. You're just an FBI agent. agent. Okay. Then you can, there's other levels within that agent and then there's special agent and then there's different levels within that agent and then you have, you know, uh, what is it, uh, assistant directors, you know, that are over the special agents, yeah. or you'll have directors, and then you have, you know, the head of the FBI, and there, there's a cool, you know, thing of, to show you that. But yeah, it's special agent is like, it, it could go a couple of different ways, but special agent could be like, I'm specializing in something. Oh, but it also can be like Fox I'm Mulder. A, I'm, yeah, like Fox I'm Mulder. I specialize in tracking down, tracking UFOs. down UFOs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, and and like I said, I'd known a lot of the rank and file FBI agents and worked with them and and worked alongside of them. And don't get me wrong, they're they're good folks. It's just their culture has heavily changed, and I had noticed it back in the early two thousands when I was working with them. There was a twinge is the way I would put it. You know, things were a little different, you know, than what you were used to. And it was, it was changing you more and more and more. And then, you know, it's, it's sad. I got in an argument with a friend of mine about the FBI and he didn't notice or had seen because a lot of his friends are ex FBI agents, the change that has gone on fundamentally in their corporate structure. And remember, it's still set up somewhat corporately because you have directors, you have, you know, assistant directors, you got special agents, agents, you know what I mean? Like, and then, you know, they, it has changed, but it's changed a lot of, so some agents that come out say it's at the top, yeah, you know, but I don't think it's totally at the top because otherwise these agents and these special agents would not be going into Mike Lindell on a driveway in a fast food shop to take a phone. Well, that was completely unnecessary. I mean, Mike Lindell. Yeah, it's totally I unnecessary. Mean, I guarantee if you would have went and asked him, yeah. he might have given it to him or let him see what they were looking for. Yeah, but see, the thing is about Mike Lindell, he's a, he's a law-abiding citizen. Mm-hmm. He's not some criminal that's on the run. They could have found him in a in a much more discreet situation and talked to him, but no— I think they did it intentionally to to for the show to yeah. to oh, yeah. humiliate him in public. Yeah. 
which is which if if as we're seeing it progress this specific arm of the FBI and and I am saying specific it might be a certain type and then a certain but see the FBI you got to understand their recruiting they did in the 2000s were recruiting people out of college and that's always been kind of a typical thing yeah you know the only other way you get in the FBI is through a, a, a distinguished law enforcement career in the in sheriff's department, police department, um, you know, maybe other federal agencies. I know when I was in in college, when I went to school for engineering, they uh, we were approached by the CIA. Oh, okay. And yeah, that, oh, I remember was, when the CIA used to recruit. It was, yeah, it was something I considered, but I, I never followed up on it. Uh, funny enough, I actually applied. Yeah. Um, never got a response. Hmm. It was kind of weird. I applied, waited, never got a response one way or another, which always bothered me because it's like, well, did you not like me or did you like me? You'll never know. You'll never know. I, I, yeah. I had a friend of mine that I was talking to that he claimed that he worked for Homeland Security and that he was often out of town working. Now, he was always very nondescript about what he was up to. Oh, yeah, I And bet. it's like, yeah, sure. So he was a field agent, Security. probably. I know what he was. Yeah, it's like, he's a field agent. And, yeah, yeah. He was, a, he was probably a CIA yeah. clandestine agent of some type. Well, it's and not I, actually clandestine. I mean, some of them are known, Yeah. right? Yeah. It's just it, you, he was a field agent, so yeah. that means he might have gone out and gone to another country, worked in the embassy, maybe was working contacts. I mean, actually, it's funny. Like, if you really understand what the real CIA does, it's actually kind of cool. But yeah. It's actually kind of boring too. Yeah. Like they got a lot of paperwork, right? A and, lot of it's paperwork. Just yeah, reading, reading. Yep. And and yeah. well, and then like going and just talking to people it's, it's and trying as, to gather an asset. It's not as interesting as like a James right. Bond movie. Well, and my favorite show, Burn Notice, love that show. It's mm-hmm. one of my favorite. Me and my wife, we love that show. But it's, you know, some of the things they suggest, like, because my wife would turn to me and go, would that work? Is that real? <laughs> and I'd be like, well, yeah, that one, okay, I could see working. Right. That makes sense from the guys that I know. That one, no, that's that's fantasy. Yeah. And and But, like, in this show... He's a burn spy, but he's a spy who's the clandestine type. Uh-huh. So he was a field agent, and then they saw his potential, and then he becomes clandestine, which, you know, they train him for everything, millions of dollars investment. And, yes, there is probably those agents, but a lot of the field agents that I've met are um, – uh, have you ever seen uh, the movie Ronin um, with uh, – what's his name? Oh, um Oh, I know. I know who you're talking right. about. Right. So it's a spy uh, flick. Right. And the guy that played Aquaman, that guy. No, no. Oh, Jason gosh. Momoa. No, 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 no. No, not that guy. No. Uh, what's the guy who said I'm going to punch Trump? Oh. What's the actor? An older actor. Why is oh, it not oh, dawning I, on me? I know who you're talking about. He's he's a real obnoxious individual. Right. He's, I, his uh, name will come to me in a minute. It'll yeah. You yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, think Goodfellows. Goodfellows. Yes. Right. Um, yes. Well, anyways, he plays this spy, and what's funny, there's actually some good accuracy in the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. of where they're talking about, you know, like, hey, did you do this? Did you do that? And he's like, you know, and, and the one guy saying, well, I can hold out forever, which is even I know is impossible, 
you can't hold out for torture or for anything to give up information. Eventually, you're going to break. They just teach you how to give certain information that won't be too harmful, right? Yeah. They actually brief you that way. They don't. They know you're going to break, so it's, okay, try to give this information to start, and then this information. Robert De Niro is who you're Robert De Niro, about. thank you. He I is, didn't know. Come he, on, he me. He is such an a-hole in person. Oh, yeah. Though. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like, I, I've... Great listened, actor, though. Yeah, he is. It's like, I really wish I had not got to know who he is as a real person. Oh, yeah. You know, I've met people like that when I've gone to, like, sci-fi conventions oh, yes. and stuff like that. Yes, And Same it's like, I, I love their work. I love their character. Yep. It's, and, yep. and, and then I meet them in person. It's like, oh my God, you've totally ruined us for me. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That's would, happened to me. I would really have rather not known who Robert De Niro is yeah. in my life. Well, it, there was one Andrew Robertson uh, who was so kind to me, and I don't know if you would ever hear this show, but he was so awesome to me, so kind to me that he was he he was the one person that made me go, hey, some of these guys are just humans. They're they're good people. Yeah. You know, and they just they do care. Like he cared so much about his character. It was DS Nine. He played Garrick, and when he played Garrick, it was so cool because he uh, he made a book to get that character out of him. Yeah. He was so enthralled and wrapped up in it that he needed to get it out of his life. Sure. So he put it in a book. Hey, uh, we're at the 30-minute mark, oh so my gosh. we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back, and we're going to dig into this Coy Griffin uh, court ruling thing, which I, I believe is completely unconstitutional, and we're going to touch probably a little more on the Mike Lindell thing, too, so we'll be right back. After 45 years in the same location, Los Ranchos Gun Shop has moved to 6621 4th Street Northwest in Los Ranchos. New space, new inventory, but still committed to serving the safety needs of our guests. One block north of our old location, but still filled with no pressure. Locally owned and operated, proud of our commitment to service and community, and happy to support Talk Radio KDAZ. Interested in getting your concealed carry permit? Perkins Protection Training offers state-approved concealed carry classes for both New Mexico and Utah, taught by a certified NRA instructor, local woman-owned and ran by husband and wife team since 2004. Individual coaching ensuring every student learns according to their individual needs, complete with pre-class and follow-up tutoring. One-on-one, beginner, and advanced classes also available. Mention KDAZ for 10% off class. Call 505-238-1214. That's 505-238-1214 or on the web at PerkinsProtectionTraining.com.
welcome back to Freedom Speak. I'm your host, Becca Marie. And you're listening to Conservative Talk, ABQ, KDAZ 96.9 FM, AM 700. And you can listen online at conservativetalkabq.com. Hey, by the way, uh, Derek, I, I did all of the sound stuff this week. Oh, cool. I'm excited I, to I, hear I'm it. I'm doing a lot of my own production now. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm learning how to use the, uh, the uh, software. So we'll be able to like you press a button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or some once type we're, of funny. Once we're live sound. in the studio, we'll be yeah. able to do a lot of fun uh, stuff. Man, I'm so, so I'm learning how that. to do that stuff. I I put together a a really neat collage that I'm going to use here in a little while that uh, I think is uh, kind of fun. It's it's I did a similar one recently, but I redid it and added some stuff to it. So, oh, and cool. I think it's applicable to what we're talking about today. So. Cool. I'm excited. Yeah. So anyway, so Coy Griffin. Coy Griffin, yeah, I I talked to him the other day, and I tried to get him on the show, and he's he's vanished on me. It's that he he does he's a hard guy to get. In oh yeah. With. <laughs> so no, I've had to try <laughs> to get a hold of him before when we were trying to put things together for political rallies and stuff. Yeah. I had him on here once before, and he was a really great guest. Oh yeah, I bet he's a great guy. Yeah, he is. You know, so. Basically, they're making Coy out to be this this insurrectionist, and and this this court, uh, what they, you know, ultimately what they did was they they deemed him a insurrectionist. They they talked about the whole January sixth thing. They talked about the whole everything going on around the stop the steal and all that kind of stuff, and they and they put it all on Coy. And then this judge took it upon himself to remove Coy from office, remove him from elected office. Yeah. I'm sorry, that's not constitutional. That is not legal. Now, unfortunately, Coy went in without a lawyer on, on the court hearing, which I think was a really, really bad move, okay, because there are so many things in this judgment, which we're going to go through, that... I think are completely wrong, and if any decent lawyer would have been in there representing Coy, I would say 90% of this garbage in this judgment would have been thrown out. Oh, I agree with you. You agree? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So, I hate to say that about Coy, because like I said, I've met him, I know him. I I, I, I love Coy. I hate to say that, but yeah, you know, he should have had a lawyer. Coy's got certain things about him. Coy, you know, it, Coy is the kind of guy, he's he's... He doesn't have any filters. Yeah, yeah. He just says what he's thinking. It just kind of, yeah. it's like comes into his brain well, and it just goes straight out his mouth. You know why they did yeah. this, right? Because of his Cowboys for Trump. Of course. Right. They, as we've been seeing, you know, this 40 other people that they've attacked and put summonses on or tried to take information with, again, no evidence of them doing anything wrongdoing. You know, there's been no evidence of a crime, no evidence of even Coy wasn't even near the White House. Yeah. You know, so it's like, how was he part of the, in, or sorry, not the White the House, Capitol. the Capitol building. He was up on the steps. Yeah. he, But he wasn't part of the insurrection. He didn't go inside. He was actually telling people not to go inside. He was agreeing with a lot of other people saying, uh, this might not be a good idea. But you know, like what I was talking about with them confiscating Mike Lindell's cell phone. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that a little bit Well, more. Mike Lindell wasn't there, though. No. Was, I don't think he was there on the well, six. so no, how did they he grab wasn't. it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, where's so, the evidence? So the point I'm making is that they took every little thing that Coy said. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, you know, unlike when you, let's say when you get arrested for something, mm-hmm. 
and they read you your Miranda rights, and they yeah. say anything you you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. Mm -hmm. Coy didn't get that option. Nope. They simply took uh, chit-chat that he had with other people. Mm. They they got it, and they used it against him. Yep. And so this is the, that's the, that's the point I was making about the Mike Lindell thing. They've taken his cell phone. They're going to take his private communications, and they're going to oh, yeah. use it against him. Oh, yeah. That's completely unconstitutional. Yes, it is. So this court document, this this Yeah, it's how many pages? 49 pages. Yeah, 49 pages. pages. This is insane. This I've never is, seen in a judgment be 49 pages. I, I've never seen anything like this. I mean, I, it took me quite a while to read it, and I went through it, and I made a lot of, I highlighted some high points in it. You read it, too. Yep. So I'm sure you got some more things out of it that I may be overlooked. But they were talking about how they, they're defining an insurrectionist. And they also mentioned something about that he who by speech, writing, or other inducement assists in setting at it on foot or carrying it along or gives it aid or comfort is guilty of a violation of the law. So what they're saying there... Yeah, guilty by association. Yeah. Yeah. Guilt by association. I've never Which heard of anything Which is not a law. Like that. That, no. you can't, that actually is very counter and antithetical to our court system. Okay. Yeah. Well, they're essentially saying that you, you you don't have a freedom of speech. You right. Can, you know, I, I. They're saying he doesn't have freedom of speech. Yeah. They're saying he doesn't have a freedom to a defense. He said things that they found to be inflammatory. And that that if you're even near an inflammatory thing, you're to be arrested. You're, or you're part of the you're part of the insurrection. Right. That's right. Which isn't like you have here. You you put down the definition. An insurrection is an act or instance of revolting against civil authority or an established government. I find that interesting. Established government. Yeah. Um, that means you got to do a lot more. <laughs> right. Than just walk up some steps. You know. Um. You 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 literally got to be enacting people to move together and you it, it, they're trying to make him the ringleader which is funny because in this document they're trying to make him sound like the ringleader like right. he's the one he's part of the trump movement that's right he's the ringleader he's the ringleader <laughs> he's the one who is not the ringleader. he's the one who went around telling people to go attack that's right? right but now he wasn't because we have video of the actual fbi agent that now won't be seen and he's hiding and all this other yeah, stuff yeah who actually was in video whispering into people's ears and then they're jumping over the fence or pushing the fence and pushing the cops away and as we know um anytime there's a security even concern with our government if there's even a concern everybody gets briefed the local authorities get briefed i know i've been part of those briefings and you get to find out, and then, oh, you're going to stand over there, and Derek, you go over there, and, you know, I mean, and this is sometimes weeks in advance mm -hmm. of an event, or if the event is kind of sooner rather than later, then you get maybe 24 hours or 12 hours, and you're, you know, scrambling to get a security together. But, you know, the one thing that the news has not talked about that's been bothering everybody is that Trump offered more security and who's the one who shut it down, Nancy Pelosi? Well, I mean, come well, on. He offered to bring I, in I'm, 
the National Guard. Right. Now, if that had been done, this never would have happened. This would have never happened. Yeah. That never would have happened. Do you think those National Guard guys are going to let them push through a fence? No, no, no. And And I don't think those guys would have pushed through either. No, this was intentional. Oh, yeah. They have been been doing things all along in which they want to escalate things. They want things to get out of hand. Oh, yeah, they want us to be the aggressors. They want us to be, yes. They they are desperately, so desperate to make us the aggressors with January 6th. They're like, see, see, we got proof, we got proof, we got proof. No, you have a civil suit. A civil suit. Yeah. Big freaking deal. Go ahead. Try to enforce it. I dare right. you. Right. Like, honestly, you're right. He shouldn't have been pulled out of office. No. There, there's some really questions in that. I, I haven't, I didn't get a chance to talk to the, my lawyer friend about that aspect of this because I, I was hoping to talk to her about it. But I know from what my research is, is I think you're right. It's, it's very suspect. Well, they in a refer, civil case of this, ma- yeah. of this, that he's get out. Yeah, that, I don't see that no, happening. No, no, and they, they, ref- this judge refers so much on the Fourteenth Amendment. Oh yeah, he keeps talking about the Fourteenth well, yeah, Amendment. I know. He keeps talking it's about so... the Fourteenth Amendment, and I looked at the Fourteenth Amendment, and okay, well, let's talk about the Fourteenth Amendment. Well, I also heard through the grapevine that the judge knows him, and doesn't like him. They're, they're, they're. Well, so the judge might. Me be a violation in just his the fact he should have recused himself of the case if he knew him and then the other thing is is what i've also heard is yeah i i really hope he takes us to the he appeals. needs to appeal this big time i really think he's got good evidence to appeal this but he needs a lawyer he's he does. gonna need a lawyer this time and then i think he could at least get a, a i think he could get his well, I don't know how you would get his election back, you know, his position back. But well, I think they locked he could him out of his back. office. Yeah, I know. I mean, they locked him out. Everything that's going on get. is illegal. They tried to do a recall on him, which failed. Yep. Okay, because I'm sorry. People voted for him. The, yeah. The people that voted for Coy like Coy. Oh, and here's the thing. If this was done to a Democrat, if let's oh, say this was done outrage. to a Democrat, yeah, do you think they'd be kicked out of their office and locked out of their office and not allowed to do what they're legally required to do under oath? Because he took an oath, right? We all take oaths. We find oaths as contractual agreements between us and the government, right? You know, Democrats can say or do anything they want, and they never get labeled. They never get labeled, yeah. As a matter of fact, maybe it's a good time for that little clip that I created. Oh, you're yeah. Gonna, you're going to like that. Okay. Um, hey, uh, Michelle, clip nine. Let's let's run it. This okay. is fun. It's about three minutes long. Sure. Shoot. You see this turnout here? You ain't seen nothing yet. Women are going to control their bodies no matter how they try to stop it. The hell with the Supreme Court. We will defy the hell with the Supreme women Court. Right. But yeah, we gotta remove a guy from his county position because of civil civil civil. Civil. They got another thought coming. Black women will be out in it sounds like she's tried to incite an insurrection to me. That, well, by definition, when she said... This is AOC here on this one. Yeah, this is AOC. And she does this silly thing, this little yeah. clap thing that reminds yeah. me of a trained seal or something. And this guy, listen to him, Chucky Schumer. Yeah, right there, whirlwind. He's threatening By this definition, he should be arrested. He should be. He should He should lose his position, yeah. just like our county manager. Right. Go forward with these awful decisions. We want it done now. We're going to insist on it. If 
Is she shrill or what? Oh, I, I can't stand her. But see, when she was doing this, this would have been an insurrection. Yeah. Right because she, she literally says, go, go. What does she say? Go, go, get them in the gather the a crowd and get them in the. That's insurrection. Yeah. Because you're attacking a government official or yeah. an elected official. Yeah. I hate it when they quote God, yeah. these, these evil, yeah. immoral people. Yeah. Well, in politics, God takes no side. Yeah. I have a good quick code I've cool. thought up for this one. Yeah, here it is. In a restaurant. Department store and a gasoline station. You get out and you make a crowd. That's by definition an insurrection. Instigating violence. That's instigating violence against the political against the political establishment of It's just electors. a question. I'm Here we not go. insinuating anything. By the way, this is going to be in the press. It'll be horrible. But I'd like I like that you're all a part of it. When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? Oh yeah, that guy. I wish people could see me rolling my eyes. Is <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, music perfect? That's perfect. Yeah, no, I that's mean. That's my first, that's okay, my first we, attempt so, at using so the So if we apply software. the definition of these documents, right, Yeah. of what this judge goes over, you know, like, which blew me away that he wrote that, you know, putting a lipstick on a pig because, I mean, just the. He it's could at so, least come up with something original. I know. The guy, what he writes, so, you know, what I'm referencing to, folks, is Mr. Griffin attempts by his, uh, what is it, arguments, including his closing arguments, to sanitize his actions, are without merit and contrary to the evidence produced by the plaintiffs. <laughs> Bearing in mind... Produced by the plaintiffs. Sorry, I just, this is my <laughs> voice I use in my head when I don't like people that do terrible writing. Uh that he produced no evidence for himself in his own defense. These uh, protestations, which... Protestations. Yeah, is, that's the word. Is that a new word, kind of like strategery I, or that's something? That's the first time I've ever seen that word. Yeah. In any legal document. You'll probably find it in the next edition of so, Webster's Dictionary. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. This, this is going to be new definition. Yeah. Because I know what he's trying to say, his protests or protesting yeah. is what I think he was trying to write, but... You know, this, this, you could tell this person was just like typing away and, oh, I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. Oh, yes. You know, like they're, ugh, it's so gross. Anyways, his protestation and his characterizations of his actions and the events of January 6, 2021, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Are not credible and amounted to nothing more than an attempt to put lipstick on a pig. I mean, this is the man's argument. Yeah. This is the freaking judge's argument. Just what right there. Because when you read the rest of it it doesn't really matter. No. This is his this is his argument he so so he says, you know, the findings of the conclusion of the law uh, the law and judgment in this matter blah 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 blah. That's all procedural. 
And then the other procedural part is the law that he claims, well, the grand jury and the law that he claims that he violated. Then he starts going into his argument. And that's the beginning of his argument, right? This yeah. is the beginning of, you know, basically this is that paragraph sums it up to me of the rest just doesn't matter because there's the paragraph. There's yeah. a paragraph that oh, yeah. it's his feelings. Right. It's, it's his all feelings, about his feelings. Not that's the way liberals are. actual legal lawful right. Hey, here's how he did it wrong. He just says, "Well, his argument's stupid." See, this is why I don't believe that liberals should be should be allowed to be judges. Oh yeah, because they don't they just think with their feelings. Yeah, they don't they don't look at the facts. They don't look at the facts. Yeah, and, and just and just and just make decisions ba- based on the facts using just basic uh, problem solving skills. You know, don't get me wrong. I know people on the left that have been good judges. Yeah. Right. But they're old time, <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Like they're not—they're an you know, older generation. They're an extra generation. Yeah. But yeah, the judges that are millennials that are coming up—you mm, got to question everything about them because they are, yes, exactly, acting only on feelings. And we could see video after video if you go through YouTube. Um, that you know, don't get me wrong. There's some some judges I've seen do some really good work. Yeah. But but at the same time, and like I like I've told you over the phone, I really think judges are our last line of defense, right? Before you have anything that's going to go major, yeah. right? Um, because everybody keeps talking civil war, and I'm like, folks, th- you know, we're already in it. This yeah. is a cold civil war. I totally agree with some people that said cold civil war. They that, no, that makes back. sense. Kind of like the cold makes, war we had with Russia at one right, point it in makes, time. And, it, and it's, it could either go hot, yeah. and that's what they're trying to do. Like in a cold war, what do you try to do? You try to manipulate your enemy, as we saw with Reagan, into thinking that you're going to strike, right? Yeah. So this is what... It, so think of it in an opposite way, well, so let's sa- reverse same it. same way, like with the thing with Russia. If somebody would have launched a missile... It would have been mutual assured yeah, destruction. It's, it's mutual assured and, I, destruction. and I believe that... And that's kind of now for the United is, States. It really if is. If anybody launches something bigger or does something, you know, like the Boston Massacre, if you have the Boston Massacre, it's going to... That's the missile yeah. that, that has mutual assured destruction because you will have mutual assured destruction because... You, what? Mutual? Sorry, I know, you're, right? You're starting to sound like Biden Well, here. that's my MS getting in the way there. <laughs> I'm going to blame it on that. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, like mutual, sorry, mutual, mutual. sure, mm-hmm. destruction will happen in the United can, States. Say the word nuclear for me. Nuclear. I can do that. Oh, you one. said it wrong. Oh, I said it wrong. You said nuclear. Oh, no. Nuclear. 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 <laughs> I, you know, I think that there's some people that just cannot pronounce that word. I can't, I can't do it right, You I know, uh, Bush couldn't pronounce that word either. Oh, no. It used to drive me crazy. Don't put it, me in the category with nu- Bush. Please don't do that. Nuclear. Nuclear. You see, you can't say it. See, I can't do you it. Can't you can't say it. it. Well, I can't say wash right either. Warsh. Yeah, that's the way I say it. I, I didn't, my parents don't know where I got it from either, but because I'm from California originally. Like, I, oh, I know. Oh, my God. Don't kill me now. Please don't Blame kill me. California. No, this okay, is when sure. California was cool okay. in the 80s, okay? Mm-hmm. This is when yeah. California was kind of cool is yeah. when we lived there. And anyways, um, you know, but we had a horse ranch and stuff. So, you know, that's that all changed. And then I lived in Colorado most of my life. I We moved to Colorado in like when I was 10. Yeah. So like California is a long distant memory for me. And a lot of what I learned was was in Colorado. 
But the thing is, is I never got wit of Warsh. And my parents don't know where I get it because there's no <laughs> accent in Col- California, you know? Uh, well, I don't know. I think you could probably oh. argue that point. Yeah. Some, uh, some like, like I've Southerners had people, can see the difference. Well, I've had people tell me, and for years, I, I'd have people tell me that I had an accent. And it's like an accent. What are you talking about? I'm from Ohio. We don't have yeah, an accent. Yeah, Ohio doesn't Ohio. have accents. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we do. <laughs> no, you do. Yeah. You have this kind of Midwestern. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking to a friend of mine a while back when I was up in Ohio that I hadn't talked in a long time. And, and we, were, we, we were friends back when I was like 15 years old. And... And I was listening to her talk and realized that, wow, I talk like her. And it's <laughs> like, and I told her, I, I said, you know, we do have an accent. <laughs> <laughs> we laughed about that. Well, and it's funny. I really took on Colorado vernacular, though, Yeah. after that. But I never could get, could get rid of Warsh. Warsh, I, yeah. Warsh. See, I still yeah. can't do it. I try. Like, Nacum was worse. It took me a long time to really say Nacum. Nakim, na- Nakim. Am I saying that what one is, wrong what now is too? That? Oh my gosh, this is pile on Derek Day. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I, okay. okay, I'm gonna shut up Are and go back to that Griffin. Word so much that I don't even know what it is. Is that what it is? <laughs> <That's> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so I was uh, I was looking at how this judge is trying to, and and it, this kind of goes back to my opening monologue where he's defining what an insurrectionist is. And I, I, I caught this little one here that you might have saw the highlighter did on this. When men gather to resist the civil or political yeah. power of the United States. Wow. What was that 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 mon- that collage I just played? Right. Didn't that sound an awful yes. lot like that? Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That, that's what I was saying earlier. Yeah. Is this judge unintentionally or intentionally, and this is what's so, like, the left kind of messes up a lot. And why they kind of trip over their own feet a little bit. Yeah. Because, yeah, you know, the, the first thing is they won't realize that they're in power right now. Yeah. And that if they have power, that everybody resists it, right? It's a typical kind of U.S. thing is you kind of resist the authority that's there. But they act like they're not in power and that they're victims. But it doesn't work because everybody's starting to see, wait, you guys are the one in power. You guys have everything. You have all the levels of power. Yeah, And you do. guys keep tripping over on your own feet, and you can't even do anything right. And so that's what I see him doing is tripping on his own feet because now a DA in this, if we get, you know, Jeremy Begay, let's say, as a DA, he could use this By ruling. the way, Jeremy, I've been trying to get you on this show, oh, and you've whoops. been ignoring my phone calls. It's really got me a little annoyed. I tried to get him on today. You know, oh, I wish, yeah, I really wish we could have had him on for this. He would have the, great. The, this would have been perfect. This would have for been him. perfect for him. Yeah, perfect. It would have been. You missed out, Jeremy. But Sorry. so, let's say he became a state attorney. Yeah. Okay. If he becomes state attorney, he now has a definition to if any of these people come into the state, boom, I got you. Sorry, ruling is there. You made it. Yeah. You made it against one yeah. of our own, one of our own conservatives. And, oh, now we got you. See, and that's the problem is, is you know, they always, they see, that's the thing. They, they do have a long-term plan, but they, but they think so short-termly knee-jerk reaction because the way to keep a hold of your people's brains let's say and to keep them in lockstep as you said in your monologue Mm -hmm. well how did hitler do that right so you got to analyze well how did hitler do that how many speeches was he always making 
How much propaganda was always pumping through? From what I understand, he did really good speeches. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, he's he was he was very uh, charismatic. charismatic. Yes, yeah, that's right. The word. Everybody always said he's charismatic. Mm-hmm. But think about it. So okay, he had to do that all the time. Yeah, he had to always be seen. He okay. So that's the thing with the liberals, right? Is for them, there's people to not start falling away. They have to always be reacting and knee-jerking. But see, the problem when you knee-jerk, like in this judge's order, you unintentionally make openings for other issues to arise, mm-hmm. right? So one of the things is you, you had meant, uh, I I don't know if we, well, we haven't gotten to that part yet, so I'll, I'll leave that for later, was the New Mexico thing, the New Mexico Civil Guard, yeah. you said was mentioned in here. Yeah, it is. And those were a Facebook group, and there were neighborhood watch folks. Yeah, we'll basically. catch that. We'll catch that in the second hour. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah. So what? What? What I was. Let me get to my point. I guess is that I think they made a unintentional opening here. Oh yeah, I think this guy made a ton of openings here. Yeah. I mean, you can take everything. A good lawyer should be able to take this and appeal it and just rip this to shreds. They'll appeal it, but what I'm saying is, is it's an opening for the other side. So, like, yeah. if the Republican candidate or even an independent candidate becomes, let's say, state attorney mm-hmm. or some type of attorney, they could use this ruling to now attack Black Lives Matter, yeah, Antifa, and anybody else they want to do because they can use the same definition now and say, oh, you're an insurrectionist. By the way, I'm going to remind everybody, if you go to Antifa.com, it takes yeah, you to WhiteHouse.gov. WhiteHouse.gov, yep. yeah. Yeah, so it's it's Joe Biden's website, Antifa.com. Yep, Antifa.com. <laughs> yeah. He's- yeah, they kind of magically appeared at the right time, right? Yeah. You know, that that's what people forget is Antifa. Well, don't get me wrong. I saw Antifa getting built up, and it was some... There was a lot of concern in the law enforcement community about Antifa, because when you went read them, you know, because... When you read the manuscript, you're like, what is this? This is scary stuff. Yeah. You know, it was worse than Solinsky's Rules for Radicals, right? Um, and you were just like, yeah, this is like a lot of people saw it back in the day as a, definitely a playbook for something nasty, yeah. right? And so, yeah, at the time, they used to be on top of that. And then, you know, the FBI's told to go away. Everybody's told to just back off. And somehow Trump you know, is left in the lurch and magically, you know, COVID happens and all this other stuff. And you know, I'm not saying that it's not a virus. I'm just I, saying I don't it was perfect. It's, it's I don't just believe too in perfect the of timing. Of the yeah. timing. I do not it's believe in that coincidence. No, I totally don't. Because, and I know it's too perfect because here's the thing. Just six months before, uh, what was it, April, you had the them practicing this thing in the WHO, right? They had By the a, way, a pandemic we're at the event. end of the first hour. Oh, shit. <laughs> hey, so we'll be right back, and there's a lot more to unpack on this on this court ruling on Coy Griffin, and then we're going to get into the Michael Lindell thing a little bit deeper, too. i got a lot of things about that. So we'll be right back uh, for hour two. <laughs> 